superpowers Rap 225,000 hours Get a calculator, do the math I made a thousand songs that made you move your ass And for the last 300 months I made 16 albums with me on the front And they bump Where you get your beats? I heard 93 rappers say bitch like me Two singers and 10 comedians And I'm still gonna yell it every time you see me in What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court Can't hang with the big dogs Stay on the porch and blow the whistle Yo, 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 friends and family, boys and girls, welcome to episode one of the Big Dogs Only podcast. I am your host, Nick Breezy Breen, with my brother, Joey Snacks, Joe Schmidt, checking in. How are we doing on this fine Wednesday night, my friend? Doing real good. Um, got a lot to cover today. I feel like whole football season being over, Super Bowl, uh, getting to the MLB, a lot of moves to be made. So, yeah, we kind of got a lot to cover tonight. Yeah, this is like that, that fucking perfect mesh time of year where every – it feels like every sport's overlapping. Baseball's getting ready to, to go back to camp. We just had the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, hockey's going for whatever the fuck that's worth, although hockey is pretty pretty sweet to watch live. Uh, UFC's got fucking fights every Saturday, I think, for the next – seven or eight weeks booked up um so yeah it's a great time to be a fucking sports fan with that being said let's just go ahead and talk about uh what is a big dog big dog is uh something that you put me on a, a couple of whiles uh what, probably a couple of years i guess when you started fucking you started saying that's a big dog move that's a big dog play and uh why don't you tell the folks a little bit what it's uh what it's like to be a big dog yeah, I mean, I I feel like it is it is exactly what it sounds like. The perfect example that I love to talk about, and it's not a great time to use now that football season's over, Mike Vrabel is just the perfect ideal example of a big dog. The guy's huge. He makes big dog decisions, big dog moves, runs the ball up the middle with his running back, Derrick Henry, just beast mode all day. Team plays better in the wintertime. You know, any hard, anything hard nose, big football guy, like that is just a, a big dog mentality, big dog kind of, you know, player coach right there. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's easy to understand. That's, that's kind of the best way to put it. You, one of those things, you know, when you see a tight deal, it's yeah. just like you see, you see somebody walk in wearing something or, or get this, you know, this to drink, whatever. And it's just like, damn, that's fucking, that's a big dog play right there. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to put it. You can't really describe it. You just know it when you see it. So if you're out this weekend fucking getting out, getting after it, keep your eyes peeled, head on a swivel. You're going to find, you're going to find a fucking big dog out there. I think so. I think so. So let's go ahead and jump into the, Super Bowl here, where I guess possibly the ultimate fucking big dog, Tom, TB12, Brady, bringing home his seventh ring. Um, personally, was thinking that the Chiefs, I think, were – I was thinking, you know, that they would go in and it would be a shootout, but I was thinking the Chiefs would would ultimately take it. And, uh, boy, was I fucking wrong. Patrick Mahomes had his worst game as uh, – as a professional, first time he hasn't 
Uh, pretty sure it's the first time they haven't scored 20 points and the first time that they haven't made it into the box. So that was certainly interesting. A lot of people were, uh, including myself, I guess, were skeptical of some of the flags and penalties that were getting thrown. But at the end of the day, you could take all that bullshit away. And it's like the, the Chiefs didn't play, didn't play good enough to win. Uh, you know, being without your two starting tackles against the ferocious fucking pass rush that the Bucks have. That certainly does insane. Dude, but well, that and Andy Reid, um, who's a fucking Hall of Fame head coach, making the decision to move his guards outside to tackle and just completely shuffling the line instead of putting his backup tackles in, uh, you know, gets everybody playing out of position, which to me makes no fucking sense. Was it the right time to try and do that? But, no, you know, I'm I'm not a head coach and. Uh, I would. I just would never, ever do that. You're playing. That, you're playing a completely different position. And the line, offense and defensive line, are probably, you know, the most overlooked positions in, in football. And, but the but people always say, you know, the games are won in the trenches. And, I mean, I I don't know if I would say that game was won in the trenches, because that defensive line just murdered, that offensive line in Patrick Mahomes like the whole entire night like it wasn't it wasn't even like a war you know it was kind of just absolute obliteration well he had it was 497 yards fucking before he threw the pass man ran for 500 yards on probably 40 dropbacks Mm -hmm. like that's insane dude um but yeah man I mean Tom came out fucking executed linked up with fucking Gronk when they were uh, in the red zone. Twice, right? Yeah, got in the box fucking twice. Uh, you know, I mean, playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, as he as he likes to call himself now. He's been going off on Twitter. Have you been seeing his tweets? Yeah, I have a little bit. But, dude, it, it's funny. Uh, I was talking with one of my boys as a Bucks fan about this. And I was just like, dude, this is fucking Leonard's playing for a fucking contract next year. He's, he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a free agent. I know he's got like three kids. So I'm like, Leonard's going to be fucking playing for a contract. Dude, you can't be a top five pick and be one fucking contract and done. Uh, so, I mean, dude, a motivated fucking Leonard, I think is scary. Cause I just honestly playing in Jacksonville, I don't think he ever like wanted to fucking be there. Yeah. They were just, they were just so fucking bad. Even like when, even the year that they weren't bad, which they were he, still bad. They were still yeah, bad. Though. Yeah, which he, he he coincidentally balled. I'm pretty sure he ran for a thousand yards because I had him in fantasy. And uh, yeah, dude, he he was good. And like you know, Bortles did just enough to to make sure they would fucking get by. And yeah, dude, outside of that, he's been he's been mid. But good to see him fucking ball because I mean, you obviously know he's supremely talented athletic yeah, he's, fucking, he's a species dude you know what i'm saying he's a fucking different breed you know he looked the same way he looks fucking now when he was 18 and got to lsu so yeah. he's been a bad motherfucker for a long time and it's good to see him playing with his uh with his fucking swagger back but uh i mean i think it's uh i think it's pretty safe to say i guess that the i mean are the chiefs the vegas favorites heading into heading into next year for the bowl. I don't know if they got odds out on that yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I mean, would, it, would the Bucks be the favorite if they weren't? 
you would, you would think they'd have to, right? I think. Uh, I think I, I feel yeah. like I mean the Bucks. It's to be the Bucks, the Packers, the Saints. Don't know if Drew Brees is coming back, so you can't count them in. Um, you know the Ravens. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that the Bucks kind of flipped the switch, like the Bills. The Bills. Weeks ago. We're, we're forgetting about the Bills. Yeah, they won't be a front runner though. They'll probably be like top five, maybe. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're, the Bills are more of a sure thing going into next year, I think, than a lot of fucking teams. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have Josh Allen. You're going to have Steph Diggs. Like, he, he's going to have all the, the same defense. Offense. He's going to have all the same off. Yeah, he's going to have all the same offensive weapons, to my knowledge, like as far as skill players. And they need to – they need to uh, – I mean, they, get, they pick in the back half of the first round. I would not be afraid to pick up either fucking Najee Harris or Travis Etienne and get it back, dude, because that's literally all they need on offense. I mean, sure, they could use another secondary wide receiver, but at the same time, like, Devin Singletary is not an every-down back. He's too fucking small. He could maybe fit into a Darren Sproles type, type, you know, being small, shifty, change-of-pace guy, but he's not, exactly. a lead, he's not a lead back. And Zach Moss is like a fourth or fifth-round pick, I think, which, I mean – I don't know. He just he doesn't really have the speed. I mean, he doesn't really have any defining characteristic. It's like if you pick at the back half of the first round like that and you have two – I mean, Najee Harris broke Derrick Henry records, broke Mark Ingram, you know, Trent Richardson, yeah. all the all, all, all the bad motherfuckers are running back that they put out of there. He broke their shit. So, you know, he's obviously pretty fucking trill. And, uh, you know, ETN fucking took what I think – you know, one game, couple games into this year to set, like, the fucking all-time rushing record or some, you know, absurd amount of fucking yards he has after running for 2,500 the year, you know, the year before last, this past one. Uh, so, yeah, I think they, I think the Bills should fucking do that, and, and they should definitely not be slept on. Um, the Seahawks, maybe, if they address some things on defense or offensive line. I mean, Russell wants out. Says he's been getting hit too much. Yeah, well, they haven't fucking drafted anybody. I mean, if they have drafted somebody on the offensive line, I guess they haven't fucking panned out very well, which I'm pretty sure is the case. I know they took somebody um, from Texas A&M a tackle a couple years ago, and I don't really think he's worth a shit. Uh, I know they traded Matt for Max Unger from the Saints a while ago. Uh, when they traded Jimmy Graham, which fuck, that was a hot ass minute ago now. So I don't even know if he's still around, but yeah, I don't think they're there. I mean, you have Russ at quarterback and you have, you have DK and Lockett. So you can't really count that offense out. Um, I mean, maybe the Cardinals take a step forward. Who knows what the 49ers look like if Jimmy G is healthy or CJ Beathard or whoever the fuck their quarterback is now decides to play. Uh, and they have their, their running backs healthy. You know, I mean, they like to run that three-headed monster, but they were missing mm-hmm. at least one every week, it seemed like, because I had most and Tevin Coleman for a short time in, in fantasy, so I felt that fucking – felt that pain for sure. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that Najee Harris could be a second-round pick on these mock drafts. That's what it looks like. One of them has – it says three It says three CPS ones that we were looking at a few weeks back. Ryan Wilson has him going in the first round, like I think in like the 16th pick or something. I and saw then, I saw the other day. I think he was at like 29, 32, 
or something like yeah. that. Like just the back end of the first round. Or we got them here, yeah, 18 to the Dolphins, and then the other two don't even have them on there. And they have the Bills picking <clears throat> defensive players. I think they got a linebacker on here and a corner and then like another linebacker or something. Those are the three picks that they're going to – that they have them on. But, yeah, I kind of agree that they could use a back and getting Najee would be a steal with the 30th pick, like an absolute steal. Yeah, I mean, dude, and you could even get ballsy at 30 and fucking trade back depending on who you trade with and where you're picking at. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't obviously predict, but, you know, sometimes teams do that shit and it pays off for them. But, yeah, I mean, dude, if he's there at 30, I would gladly fucking take that. You know, I mean, I don't understand why the – I mean, I guess I understand why the NFL undervalues fucking running backs because you have somebody like James Robinson that was a undrafted free agent signed with the fucking Jags and run for over 1,000 yards behind that shit-ass offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and mean, they really I, value I, the O line, which is cool, <laughs> which is nice to see. They really yeah. do value the O line. Those are all the first round players, and then you get the few real good DNs coming out, and then obviously your position, you know, yeah, it's like quarterback, it's like wide receiver, quarterback, wide receiver, pass rusher, corner. Like, it's like you either got to, you know, score the ball or take the ball away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got to do fucking one of, one of the, one of those two things, yeah. Or block, <laughs> or be yeah. good at blocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You either protect the quarterback, you get after the quarterback, you catch the ball, you know, as a receiver, or you fucking take it away, you know, as a defensive yeah. back. I mean, you don't really see a lot of linebackers go go in the first in the first round. I feel like, but I mean, you know, they fucking. They're, they're important. I mean, they, yeah, they can, you command the defense in the middle. Or, I mean, it's kind of fucked up how they do it now with all the three, four defenses. These guys are like Vaughn Miller's considered an outside backer when he's really more of a, a pass a pass rusher, rush in type deal. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. TB12 coming back for one more. If he can get number eight. Or if Patty – can take him down and fucking Josh Allen, dude. It's gonna it's gonna be a very interesting year. I, I'm uh, if the Bills take the step forward that we fucking think they will. I think that'll be very intriguing. See what I mean. Like the Patriots, are they gonna bounce back or what's uh, you know, what their deal is? So there's a lot of a lot of things that can happen. A lot of moving parts. Um, but overall, excited for. For another year of football, hopefully. Um, so we got the NBA as well right now. Uh, fill us in on the on what's going on with the hoops right now. I know we were talking earlier and talking about Lamelo getting buckets. Yeah, I mean that's the like my favorite thing to watch right now has been you know the rookie of the year race just because NBA doesn't really get going until the playoffs. And I play fantasy basketball just for fun, like group of people just like a decent cash pool that we play in and you guys set your lineup every night and stuff. It's not as good as football, but you know, I have Lamelo on my team just cause I like them. I got Wiseman on my team too. Like I like to take risks in the, in the draft and stuff and, and take the rookies. I've been trying to trade for Anthony Edwards, but Lamelo, just like youngest player to ever hold a triple double 
like, come on, I don't know if he broke like LeBron's record for that or who, but it was somebody crazy. Um, he leads all rookies in like points, rebounds, assists, steals, like in literally every category. And now he's finally starting, which he should have been after like his third game. But it's been cool watching him. And then Anthony Edwards on the T-Wolves, he's like – their coach just lets him shoot every single time he gets the ball. Like he doesn't even look to pass. And like usually I hate those kind of players like Trey Young. Like I hate Trey Young. He just doesn't look to pass. But Anthony Edwards has so much swag. And he's just so much more fun to watch because they're not good. Not that the Hawks are, like, great, but, like, they could contend. They have a talented team, especially in the East. And, like, he just never – Trey Young just never passes. But Ant-Man, he is something else. After the game in his interviews, they're like, they're like Anthony, what, what is that you got there? And he's just like, oh, I just went and picked up Popeyes. <laughs> so, like, had to get my sandwich in or something. And he's like, that's all, that's all. And like, walks out. Kid is just built different, and he'll be a star one year, probably in the next like three years. He'll uh, he'll really pick it up. But the NBA hasn't hasn't really been too fun to watch recently. It's just not as great until you get to the playoffs. You know those seven game series are fun to watch. Uh, they're fun to bet on. It's just much much better when we get to the playoffs. So every week there's something new going on. It's a lot of drama. I guess that's the best part about the NBA is like the drama, but this year it's just been like Kyrie complaining. So. Yeah. I know they've, uh, I mean, dude, they've looked good fucking playing. I don't know how their record's been with all three of them, but I know they've looked, you know, stat lines at least have looked good. I don't know about the wins and losses, but they're, uh, they're solid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't follow basketball really at all, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, dude, it's cool to it's cool to peep the highlights. Like, I, I like Anthony throwing down super hard, whatever it was last week or I think the week before, came down the yeah. lane and just yammed on somebody. Seeing Lamelo get buckets, which is kind of, I mean, I don't know, kind of sucks because fucking Lavar, but he's shut the fuck up now. It seems like, and uh, all of his kids are fucking doing better, coincidentally. So, um, no, Lamelo looks legit. I thought. I used to get pissed watching his like eighty point highlight from fucking high school where he's just cherry picking making layups. Um, but now he he's a get get bucket motherfucker. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. No defense, which is cool too. Kinda there, like that. If you're just so good at offense you don't play defense. <laughs> why why waste your energy? Exactly. It's not like the, it's not like defenses in the NBA are good now. Everybody puts up a hundred every night pretty much, so Yeah. Uh but yeah, the uh, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they keep playing. I know they're COVID fucking sensitive, so we'll see. Uh, see if they get to the playoffs because I, I wouldn't mind watching some playoffs. I suppose in the right atmosphere with the you know stakes on the line. But uh, we are now rolling into to spring training baseball season. My favorite sport. Um, you know what I played. So that's that's exciting for me. Once again, I guess as long as they have a season, I think everything's all set to go back as far as reporting, although I don't think they've agreed on a deal entirely for the season. Or did they do that the other day? I don't know. I think – I mean, they've been planning on, you know, playing the whole season with spring training and all. I know today that – which is huge announcement. 
Cuomo said that they're going to let fans in at Yankee Stadium, which I assume they're going to do the same thing for City Field. Not that that's, you know, too relevant with the Mets, but. Pitchers and catchers report a week from today. We're recording on the 10th, so they show up to camp. Pitchers and catchers on the 17th, Wednesday. Everybody else the following Monday, the 22nd. Good. Good. That's, I mean, that's what we need. (laughs) We need something to start on time. And start, you know, and then just go. Hopefully by the end of the season, they'll have more capacity. But, I mean, if New York, if the Yankees are having fans, like, everybody's probably going to be having fans. So. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree for the most part. I mean, it's not, it's not really an option whether they can have fans or not. Do they need the revenue? Yeah. Like. Yeah, but Cuomo doesn't care about that. So, the fact that they did it. The fact that he allowed it is just crazy. I mean, that's like the one team probably that – not that everybody cares about, but the one team that people were probably like, are the Yankees going to have fans in New York? Are the Mets going to have fans at City Field with, like, you know, the wacky governor there? <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, you know, so, I mean, but he left fans so at, at the Bills playoff game. There were a bunch there. Yeah, it was like 12,000, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's what they're going to allow in Yankee, too. I think they're going to allow 10,000-person capacity. I mean, that's still a fucking solid amount of people. That's a good amount, and it's gonna, it's probably going to sell out for the first, like – it's probably going to sell out everywhere for the first, like, couple of weeks. Tickets will be hot commodities. Then they'll, Hopefully, they'll open it up more. They need fans. Dude, I hope they have games. If they do, I'd like to go um... – to I guess it's Truist Park now in Atlanta, the new Brave Stadium. I'd like yeah. to go there. I haven't been to a game there yet, but that new ass stadium looks super fresh. Um, I'm definitely going to fucking Fenway if they, uh, unless they have some bullshit going on. I definitely like to go to a game there. Mm-hmm. Fucking this past this past year broke my streak of three consecutive years going to a game, three consecutive fucking wins, two and zero against the Yankees. I don't know. You you tell me something something seems like a trend, you know. I've been to probably three or four Yankee Red Sox games and never seen the Yankees win. <sighs> Tough. Yeah, it's fucking. It's always nice. I saw them walk off on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, ben Attendee, who breaking news was just <laughs> was just fucking traded. <laughs> He had a uh, he had a walk off single up the box off of fucking Chapman. I was sitting in the right center field bleachers behind the bullpen watching Chapman fucking warm up, and so I'm going there and blow that shit. It was fucking great. I saw Chapman blow pretty much a top of the inning walk off when Devers <laughs> hit that shot to right center off. Dude, him. <laughs> I was at that game sitting in in left field. Oh man, seems like we have fucking. Similar experiences in our, in our team's games, except your outcomes fucking blow. Yeah. Not as good. Definitely not as good. Happy to see Ben attending on, though. Guess we can get right into that. I'm very yeah. happy. Mookie yeah. gone last year. Ben attending gone this year. I've, I've always respected Mookie a lot. You know, he's a great baseball player. I respect him a lot more. Similar situation with Tom leaving Patriots going to the Bucks. Respect him a hell of a lot more now. Just not seeing him in New England. And there's the same thing with Mookie. 
I don't know if it's necessarily going to change the Benetton Diablo. We've hated him so much. I hate everything about his nice swing that he's got at him, his hair in left field. I don't like any of it. I don't think I ever will. He's probably the one guy, but I mean, it is what it is. He's off the Red Sox now. I don't have to care about him anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it was a really bad sell low fucking sell low moment, but I uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I gotta fucking trust uh, Heim and 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 trust that he 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 knows what the fuck he's doing and he sees something in these motherfuckers that I don't because we got we got an outfielder back who's played in 20 or 95 games over four years and hit 236 with 12 I think that's over like 285 at bats and uh yeah I don't see how that's any fucking better then Ben Attendee, who hit 273 over the course of five years as, like, a full-time player, I guess. I mean, he was out this past year, and then his, his when he got called up. But I guess three full years, you would say, 18, 19, 20. So who's, like, good on the Sox now? They got Xander still. They got Devers. Xander, Devers, Christian Vasquez is solid. JD still there? JD. For how long? How long is JD still there for? Two, I think. I think he signed a five-year deal. And he's been like a full-time TH for them. Does he step into first base or no? I'll step into right field. I don't know. I don't know if they have him working at first or at all. But I don't know. We need some fucking pitching. It's It's bad. I don't even. I haven't looked into anything about Chris Sale when he might be back, because he had TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but we Devers at third, Bogarts at short, second base. I guess it's going to be Kike Hernandez, probably that they signed uh, from the Dodgers. Then, as of now. Bobby Dahlbeck or Michael Chavis at first, who are both like 25. And yeah, both Chavis just, is good. He's all right, dude. He punches out a lot. And so does Dahlbeck. They both just have dummy power and dummy swing and miss. Fun fact, I went to uh, the Power Showcase with Michael Chavis and I hit more home runs than he did for what it's worth. I got to get my fucking – I got to plug myself. He's Once 25? Upon, yeah. Yeah, he was a first-round pick in 14, I think, like 26th overall. And he was, like, signed to Clemson and went to that showcase, whatever, with me. And, I mean, he was he was pretty nice. Uh, like, he, he, he fucking sucked in the home run derby because he hit off a pitching machine. So, you know, very few people were actually really good at it. But, yeah, I uh, still hit fucking more than him, so. That's uh suck on it, Michael Chavis. Yeah, that's my claim to fame, I guess. <laughs> and then outfield, I guess, is Benatendi's gone. So Verdugo, JD, Hunter Renfro. 
I like that. I like that as a Yankees fan. That's a nice roster to see. That's a nice, you know, lineup. Well, you JD's always good at DH. You'll have a good top four. Most likely. Yeah. They stay healthy. Yeah, Verdugo, Devers, Bogarts, and JD. It's a solid fucking top four. Kika's not bad, but pitching is going to be a fucking issue, I think. We just got Adobino from you guys, which is kind of kind of tight. Um, Matt Barnes, maybe the closer. I think we're about to sign this Japanese dude that throws like fucking 100 with a splitter. Which is tight. 2.0. I don't know. He's a he's a reliever, I guess. Oh, but yeah, yeah and he's like mid, he's like early thirties, mid thirties maybe. So wow. it's not it's not gonna be anything crazy, but he's just gonna be a effective fucking arm, probably. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fucking bullpen really isn't isn't that good. I don't know if the. I don't know if the starting rotation is going to be healthy. Like Eduardo Rodriguez didn't play because of COVID last year. So I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, Eovaldi, hopefully he's healthy, worth a shit. He's good. Worth, worth what we're paying. Yeah, no, he is. He throws fucking fuel. But he's got to stay healthy and not give up home runs. Sale, I have no clue on. They signed Garrett Richards, who I'm pretty sure was hurt last year. So, hopefully he fucking stays healthy. Tanner, Hawk, Hawk, uh, he'd be a fucking rookie who threw, I think, a couple games last year and, and did pretty well. Nick Pavetta, who they got from the Phillies, who's got super good stuff. Hopefully he can fucking recover some of what he was a couple years ago because he was pretty good, I think. And then I don't even know who this other person they have listed in the, as a starting pitcher is. So that's that. They gotta they gotta get healthy, I guess. Maybe try and sign somebody else. Sign a sign a long reliever and just Johnny Hole staff it. Yeah. One day. That's pretty pretty fucking embarrassing in my opinion for the for the Boston Red Sox, but I'm uh I'm not the one paying right now. And if they can't have fans, they can't make fucking money. And they still got to pay them a lot of money. But you guys don't have that problem, though. Backed up the Brinks truck for for your boy, TJ LeMayhew. Yeah, he deserved it, though. Yeah, he definitely deserved it. He, He needed the check. I mean, he had a great season last year. He's probably the most consistent hitter on the team. A lot of people's favorite Yankee last year. I mean, he's just – he's worth the money, my opinion. Yeah. yeah. He's probably worth more money than what he got. Yeah, he's probably hoping for more for sure. Uh, I mean, can, can can you say that it's possible that he disproves the Coors effect in a way because he's gone to New York and his fucking numbers have skyrocketed? Yeah, I mean, he he's just, though, like, that contact, 
You know, he's got that simple, super simple swing. Never tries to hit dingers. You know, gets him out, obviously, as every MLB player does. People are throwing 100. You're going to hit some out with a quick swing. But he, yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot of players who have done it. But DJ, for sure, he's always been a good hitter. Yeah, I mean, he won a batting title with with the Rockies. So it's not like he's a scrub or anything like that. I mean, he was 364 last year with the Yankees. Yeah, with 10 and and 195 at-bats. Yeah, I mean, no bullshit. (laughs) No bullshit season from him. Yes, OPS over 1,000, slashing 3, 4, 5, almost 6. So, yeah, 2019 to 26, 11 more than he had hit ever in a season, 102 RBIs, 197 hits. Yeah, he fucking balled in 19. Yeah. Balled again in fucking in 20. Dude, that's the highest batting average in his career, 50 games. And he's he's exactly like what the Yankees need with all those power hitters that strike out all the time. Like Judge – Obviously, strikes out a lot, hits a lot of home runs, gets a lot of hits, though, walks a lot, gets a lot of ABs. Like, that's why they got him in the two spot to get as many ABs as possible. But, you know, he does strike out a lot. And having LeMahieu before him, he's just the perfect leadoff hitter for the Yankees. And if, if they got rid of him, it would have been such a big mistake. Obviously, he's real good in the field, too. Doesn't really make too many errors. And he's even better that or he's even better for the Yankees that he can play first base. Cause then it gives, you know, Tyler Wade more innings who Yankee fans love. Glaber can play second, his natural position. Obviously Gio's got third base on block, but So who's playing short then? Tyler Wade plays short too. Really, dude? That's who you'd want as your starting shortstop? No, I'm just saying to to switch up the lineup sometimes. Is it, well, what is your? I mean, what is your ideal lineup then? Ideal, you probably I, keep you probably I, keep DJ at second. And yeah, I mean, I know you don't. I know you don't want Glaber at short. Yeah, but I'm saying sometimes I like an extent out of the lineup. I, like Stan probably gets the most most games at DH. Dude, I don't he love has seeing. To. I mean, because they're paying him so much. That's the only reason. Well, like, they, they, I mean, he's also not, he's not a better outfielder than Judge. He can't play center. And then, I mean, I don't know who plays left, but it's – Well, they had Cardi last year who – Yeah, I mean, you have Hicks and center. Uh, Hicks like, and center, but my guy Talkman is the guy that I want to get more innings this year. Sockman, that man is legit. He's big. He can run. He's athletic. He's, you know, makes a lot more contact. Let me look up his stats from last year. Or from the last two seasons, I guess. And he's a lefty, which is huge because they don't have a lot of lefty hitters. But you have him. You got Clint Frazier. Oh, Clint Frazier. He's only there to get traded. And the more at-bats I give him, the, the more his value goes down. He, he needs to get out of there. On Duhar, too, they're so disposable. that Other teams are realizing it, and they're just like, You'll give these guys away for, for anything, pretty much. And 
I mean, Cashman's a little smarter than that. So he's denying a lot of offers, you know, because everybody's uh, probably throwing in Clint and Andujar for trades. I feel like he didn't get a uh, – I don't know. I feel like they fucking they – I mean, they don't really have a place for him. They don't have a need for him. Exactly. He, there's no reason that he should be there. But he's good. He's like he has good value right now, and he's not going to have good value, you know, playing at Scran, like or sitting on the bench. So they need to get rid of him, and they need to get rid of Unduhar too, <clears throat> because he's a beast, and he'll do yeah. good in a small market. Well, I was gonna, I, I, I was going to say I feel like he didn't get the, uh, a fair shake to get his position back at third because he, dude, he fucking balled. The, you know, his rookie year is super fucking good. Well, you, they were working him in left field, and he's not a left fielder at all. And that's what they're heavy. Like, they're heavy in outfielders. They have they're heavy outfielders. The, yeah, they're heavy at the corners everywhere. I mean, yeah. put, him back, put him back at fucking third. I mean, fuck it. Uh, Gio. Gio's earned that spot. He probably has second base on Lockmore as equally as Judge does in right. Like, he doesn't make errors – He's, you know, a decent hitter, and he can play every inning if you need him to. Like, he doesn't – he's young. Actually, I don't know how young he is. Yeah, probably You could play him every inning, though. He's 91, baby. He's almost – what is that, 30 years old? 29? But, yeah, last year he batted 298, 314 the year before, and his fielding stats – I mean, they don't have them right here on a right, – yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, his fielding stats are, are the they're reason fucking, that he's there. They were, yeah, they were pretty fucking good. He was nominated for a gold glove, right? Yeah. 2020, he was 992 fielding percent. What do you make? Like one error the whole entire year. 2019. Does it have like his defensive run saved? Yeah, let me see. Because that's, that's – their fucking gold standard for measuring your value on defense. Yeah. I, I, I guess, dude. No, they don't have it. They won't open, let me open up advanced stats. Got to pay for it. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, no, he's good, though. But we'll see. I mean, it's going to be pretty fucking interesting because they had – I mean, we had Trevor Bauer signed for 40 mil to go pitch for the Dodgers. You know, yeah. David David Price is being paid by the Red Sox to be the number four fucking starter, if that, on the on the Dodgers. Because they got Kershaw, Bauer, and Bueller ahead of him. No fucking doubt. And then Dustin May, he's inconsistent. He's, he's, he's going to be good when he figures it out. He's got super ridiculous shit. Yeah. Uh, Urias, Bueller. Urias is good. Yeah, I said Bueller. He'll be in the top yeah. three, but it'll be any two of, I guess, the three, maybe four of uh, Price, May, Urias, and Tony Gonsolin. And then their pen, too. Their pen's going to be good. Joe, gonna they be had good. Joe Kelly, who <laughs> last year, <laughs> I mean, he's just a headlines guy at this point. I mean, he's throwing smoke. I don't know if he's throwing as smoke as he used to, but he's, he's still a good guy. Lead. 
Yeah, he's he's a good guy it's, to have it, on there. Yeah, dude, it's not a bad guy to have on your team. You got him, Tommy Canley. He throws yeah. fucking lead. That's a heartbreaker. Corey Knievel, who was super good for the Brewers before he had Tommy John. Uh, Gratterall that they got from the Twins, who the fucking Red Sox. Kelly Jansen, dude. We didn't even mention him. They're yeah. stacked. They're I mean, stacked. Ken- Kenley's kind of a given, but like Gratterall, dude, he throws. He's got that frisbee fucking slider. He's yeah. super nice. And then you know, like fucking Blake Trinan too. Who was the elite closer? What two years ago for the A's? So they just have dumb arms. And then they probably got one of the best lineups in baseball too. Versatile as fuck on the lineup. Yeah. Like I, I guess Will Smith is their their starting catcher. He's solid. Austin Barnes, I think, is maybe somebody's personal personal catcher. Maybe I don't know if he catches Kershaw. Yeah. But. They carry three. They carry Ruiz, too. Yeah. I mean, hey. But, I mean, like, once he can play first or second, Bellinger play first or anywhere in the outfield. Gavin Lux. They have Rios at third right now because they haven't signed Justin Turner back, who I heard was getting interest. or was talking with, like, the Mets, possibly the Brewers. Uh, since he's a free agent, but I assume they'll probably sign Turner and try and try and win a win a fucking couple right here. Didn't Chris Taylor have like a good? Did he have like a walk off or something last year? I feel like he did something great in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or if it was one of the other trips when they lost. But he had he had one super good year, like twenty like like twenty some bombs, like two eighty or two ninety. Yeah, twenty seventeen. The Dodgers yeah. really just, man. The Dodgers really just have an embarrassment of riches. Like they signed AJ Pollock when they had no need for him, so he bats like seventh, mm-hmm. and he was stud in Arizona. Bellinger and obviously fucking Mookie. Yeah, and right, like you got the best right fielder in baseball. You know. One of the top, probably three center fielders because Mike Trout plays center field. You probably throw someone else in there with Bellinger, and then AJ Pollock was a fucking center fielder, but he's playing left now, so he's probably. I mean, I don't know. He really hasn't been that good in LA, but he's still an above average, I would say, on paper. Corey Seager. Yeah, Corey Seager. He's Corey he's, he's 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 cold. I like his. He's got a fucking sweet swing when he connects. Yeah, and he's, he's got nice. a lot of swag for like not looking like he's got swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh he's nice within the field too. Yeah. The 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 Padres too. Their fucking division rival also made some plays, big plays, picking up Darvish, Snell, and Joe Musgrove from the Pirates to go along with Chris Paddock. And Denelson Lamette, who was fucking good last year. They got Pomerantz too. I forget forget about that. Yeah, that he's electric out of the bullpen now, apparently. They bring him out of the bullpen? Yeah, dude, he's their closer. Or he's like a back end of the bullpen guy. Because he's got power shit. He just fucking doesn't throw strikes. 
which you can do as a as a one inning guy as long as you strike enough motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. I guess I don't really recognize too many other names in their bullpen, but I'm sure they're fucking good enough. Maybe. Uh, but their their offense slaps as well. I guess Austin Knoll is a good catcher now. I, I don't really know much about him or really anybody. Catchers are so, like, if you have, like, a top, like, three or four catcher, it's just, like, and then having one that's, like, five through probably 20. Five through 20 is, like, all the same. So, I, yeah. think, I guess Nola is probably in that five, maybe. Five through back end is pretty much all the same. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, top three or four, or yeah, I guess, like, top three, four or five, like, I don't know. You can yeah, probably swing, but then I, after that, it's like whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I don't really know that many of the catchers. Like obviously JT, but yeah. Aside from that, aside from that, it's just like there's really no clear cut order to me. 2017 Gary. <laughs> yeah, 20. Yeah, he was elite. I thought the next year I was just like honestly, he was my kind of like low key sleeper sleeper pick for fucking MVP. I'm like, dude, if he plays a full season at catcher and catches enough games to be considered a fucking catcher, and then fucking taps 50, taps 45. Yeah. Whatever. Like, that's a loud ass. And he was gutting people, too. He's got a cannon arm. Just can't catch the ball. Yeah. Don't make contact anymore. Yeah. my brother. <laughs> was killer. <laughs> my brother was in spring training with him, like, way, probably, like, seven or eight years ago now. But he was like, yeah, dude, he had a fucking bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> Still and, does. That's all he's got. And, yeah, and stupid power. Yeah, he's just lazy. I mean, that is what it is. Eric Hosmer first, who's I don't. I mean, I personally don't really care for him, but he's I guess a above average first baseman. He certainly paid like it. Second base, they got a fuck ton of options with Cronenworth, who was rookie of the year candidate. Profar, who's got a fuck ton of talent, but I don't know if he's ever really put it all together completely. And then they signed. Um, Hi Sung Kim, this guy from Korea, who kind of fucking banged over there, I think. You got the best left side of the infield in baseball with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. Oh yeah, so much swag. Twelve that's like a, a left side of the infield that a twelve year old like little league player loves more than anything. Those guys are just both, you know, cannon arms. Tall, bunch of swag. Tatis wears a bunch of a sweatbands. You Fucking know, pit vipers, bat flip guys. Like, literally a, a twelve-year-old dream. And I mean, I, I respect it. I wasn't the biggest fan of Fernando. You know, two years <laughs> ago, or yeah, I guess even last year, like, just wasn't the biggest fan. You gotta respect him. He's so young too. I think he was born in like ninety-nine or two thousand. Yeah, yeah like, ninety-nine. Dude, he's nothing but respect for him now. I just didn't like all the like pink sweatbands and stuff he was wearing, and like the high socks are super swag. But yeah, so I mean, some of the some of the shit's a lot, but like at the same time, I'm like, bro, do your thing. Like if that's if you're if you're ripping it, and yo, he, yo, but that's either way. It's like that's how you rock. That's how you rock, and it's just like yeah. when you put when you hit three thirty and 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 wear that shit. Ain't nobody gonna question it. So exactly. like, Damn, where do you cop them fucking sweatbands at, dog? 
Exactly. And that's the point that I've come to with him. <laughs> yeah. Got to respect him now. And he yeah. did it two years in a row. Like, he had, he had two good years. So yeah. Got to respect him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because he would have he won Rookie of the Year if he stayed healthy. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got more games to play this year, too, hopefully, if COVID permits it. So, yeah. It'll be fun to watch stat line-wise by the end of the year, come, come September, October. Yeah, and then there are uh, Will Myers and Wright. He bangs low-key. Trent, Trent Grisham, I think he was a rookie last year, so who knows. Profar could play center. And then Tommy Pham and left, who I'm really not high on, but I guess he's solid, solid floor at least. Um, but that sucks that they're going to duke it out. One of them is going to have to go in as the wild card because uh, yeah. the West is a solid – it's really not that good anymore now that the Rockies traded Arenado, so they're they're kind of cheeks. But um, the Blue Jays in the fucking AL East might be gunning for uh, for your stripes up at the, uh, the top spot. Uh, oof, their lineup is loud. I don't know if the pitching holds up. But the lineup is is fucking very good. Vladdy at, at whatever first or DH, Marcus Simeon or Biggio at second. Uh, I guess they had Biggio listed at third. Bichette at short, for sure. He's fire. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel is a... Oh, my God. They carry five catchers? No, I think they. I think only two. Or I'm, I mean, I'm showing... Two. I'm, I'm just looking at their depth chart right now. You're on MLB.com? Yeah. I mean, they might – yeah, I mean, they could put Simeon at second, Biggio at third. They'll probably put Vlad at first or first slash DH. That middle infield is going to be pretty nice. Lourdes hit 300 last year, so maybe he's the real deal. They paid that boy George Springer yeah. to go to the Rogers Center and hit some fucking Springer dangers. Randall Grichik has has popped too, and then they're pretty young. They're really young, actually. Yeah, I mean Teoscar Hernandez too at DH, and I guess platooning in the outfield. So if the if the young pups can fucking hit like they did this past year, then it should be interesting because they did get some pitching. They got you know they paid Springer. And they got Simeon, who who is uh, MVP candidate, finished third, I think, in 2019. And I, I, I like, didn't even hardly notice and had a, had a down year last year. But let's see if he bounces back. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see with them. The AL Central is going to suck, I think. I think the White Sox will probably win that pretty easily now that the – Indians traded Lindor and uh, who was it, Carrasco, one of the arms. Yeah. So they're they're officially in tank mode. The Tigers suck. The Royals suck. I think. Not. I, I can't imagine. They got being, Benatendi, right? Isn't that where he went? Yeah, they got Benatendi. I guess they have some young pitching that that could be could be solid for them. Uh, the AL West, I think, will be good. See what he, how Houston looks without Springer. Um, 
they could they could go into a rebuild mode here soon, honestly. For a couple years or a reload, rather, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, but the A's will probably be legit again. I don't know how necessarily, but they somehow just put out a fucking good team. They do it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be watching the Angels just because Mike Trout, just to see. You know, I mean, I think they've picked up a couple people, but nobody really like good enough to make a significant difference. Like, kind of just, you know, plugging holes, not like really uh, enhancing the team in any way, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's it. So we should see. I, I mean, fuck Tampa Bay. So we could potentially have three three teams out of out of the AL East if the, if the Blue Jays are legit. If you assume you got the Yankees and the Rays taking two playoff spots, the Central give it to the White Sox, the West probably give it to the A's right now, I guess. And then maybe the Astros grabbing that grabbing that extra wild card spot. And then the NL the Dodgers and the Padres, right? The East, I think, is the Braves. The Central, I really don't know. Maybe the Cardinals. Definitely not the Cubs. Definitely not the Pirates. I don't think the Reds either. So either the Cardinals or the Brewers out of the Central. And then I think maybe the Phillies is the second wild card team. Would be my early predictions. Seems legit. That's just off top right there. That's really not any any huge analysis. So don't don't book me. But I would feel pretty fucking confident in those things. More analysis coming soon. Yeah, I mean we'll see. We'll, weeks. well, yeah, we gotta see. You gotta, you gotta make sure everybody shows up to fucking camp. Still, I mean, I haven't seen anything about anybody opting out, but like. You never know. Yeah, you'll get the big contract guys who will probably consider opting out. <laughs> I mean, David Price did last year, so I don't know if he will this year or not. I can't imagine he will because he'd probably have to give up a pretty substantial amount of coin. But, you know, we'll see. Like, I, I really don't know. Like I said, I haven't heard anything about it. So I'm not saying there will be anything, but it, we cannot rule out the possibility, but yeah, we'll see next week, seven days from now, we will see who shows up and, and how that goes on the first day. And we'll have a report back for you then. Uh, but like I said, UFC, they got fucking fights for the next seven weeks. Got the welterweight uh, title fight. Kamara Usman undefeated 16 and 0 versus Gilbert Burns. These are a big couple of weeks for UFC, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, they got like three three pay-per-views in the next four four weeks. One this weekend, one I think the uh, – no, I think it's just this weekend. And then March 6th. March 6th is a big one. That's the light heavyweight championship. Adesanya, who's uh, I think undefeated middleweight champion, uh, is going for the two-weight championship. And also on that card is uh, fucking Stipe 
and Francis. I don't know if you saw Francis' last fight against Jarzinho Rosenstrike, but he fucking hit him with a left hook and put him to sleep in like 17 seconds or something fucking stupid. He's just got ignorant pop. So a couple, uh, those are the, those are championship fights. I know there's a, a women's fight as well. Amanda Nunez and Megan Anderson or Meekin Anderson. I think that is, that's on the March 6th card as well. So there's three title fights on that. Uh, the Bantamweight championship, I think is the 27th of this month. So in a couple weeks, uh, Piotr Jan versus Aldermaine Sterling. So yeah, a lot of fucking, a lot of big fights coming up. Um, if you're into that, spin on the coin. I recommend it. It's worth it. Some high quality entertainment. Seeing the, seeing the, seeing the folks get in there and, and trade some leather. Uh, so that's my shameless plug there. And now move on to big dog of the week. Uh, Personally, I'm going with Devin White for his performance in the Super Bowl for one. Gets after it. I think he finished with like 160, 165 tackles on the season. Uh, second year guy. So he's he's going to be fucking really good. And, uh, yeah, he also rode his horse around the stadium today. Got a, got a victory lap in. So sick. Yeah, he's big uh, – Big in the horses, I guess, where, where he's at in Louisiana. And then he's just like, I got some money. So he's like, I got not enough horses. Fucking 15, 20 people can come over and ride. I'm like, God, that's fucking, that's sick. I've never ridden a horse, but it'd probably be fucking sweet. Especially if you're riding a Devin, especially if you're riding a fucking horse at Devin White, dude. Tough sell. Not. Um, that's what you want. Yeah, who you got? Who you got for pick dog of the week? I've been thinking, and I've I wasn't too sure. I was thinking maybe Tom Brady, and I was like, Nah, I definitely can't do that. Just seven rings, like you're a beast. You can do whatever you want. There's that video of him today, like stumbling, you know, yeah. off the dock, like into whatever he was going, maybe into his car or whatever, like getting a ride somewhere, but. I'm going to go – I was watching some Soprano highlights earlier, and I'm going to go with Bobby Bacala in the Lake George episode when he beat the shit out of Tony. Absolute big dog move. Tony is the big dog of big dogs, and Bobby Bacala kicked his ass. And nothing but respect for that. I watched that that scene earlier, and, and he's going to be my big dog of the week. No doubt. No doubt big dog of the week. Good pick, good pick. Um, so let's let's wrap it up with the song of the week. You can take it. What uh, what do you got? So I'm glad you're giving it to me because I, <laughs> I got a good one. I'm gonna go with I'm in between two songs, and I'm gonna go with Four Things by Freddie Gibbs, Hit Boy, and Big Sean. Absolutely, song of the week. We're wrapping it up. Thank you guys for listening today. More to come. Episode two next Wednesday we'll record. Probably be online by Thursday or Friday. So thank you guys for hanging with us. Yes, sir. Thank you for riding with us. Peace.
Hold up. She keep calling me babe. I said that's not my name. Million dollars, million followers, ho. That's not the same. Can I just washed off the chicken, baby? That's not cocaine. She so high, you got two hundred, you can get like four things. Yeah, it's the G gorilla pimp, they with banana. I fuck with Sean Dunn, he run the D like Barry Sender. Trophies, mantles, bill ups, how she get handled. I pray my life go over easy and I never scramble. She sent the text like, can we talk, bitch? I'm not Tevin Campbell. I walk and I'm decking and making the entrance and know where the exit is. We kick them hoes out, ain't no room service, we ain't bringing no breakfast in. Got an oval office in my house, bitch. Some of y'all feel like a president. I'm talking Jefferson, Edison, Clint, so much pussy look like I'm selling it. And the police is know that I'm selling it. I did a one and the two with the heroin. And my nigga was stitching, he telling it. I had to jump off a wall with the Mexican. Gotta get me a brand new plug. I run out of dope and I'm out of my enemy. Yeah, bitch, uh, goo goo, my government, but that's not my name. Million dollars, million followers, ho, that's not the same. And I just washed off the chicken, baby, that's not cocaine. Yeah. I give you the game, I don't play for the love of the game, ho, I play for the rings. Yeah. Every hoe that I got as a side bitch, I ain't never gon' fuck with the main. Yeah. Yeah. But the Alice Trebek, I don't answer those questions, jeopardize how far we did came. We are not one in the same, we can ride the same thing and I won't look the same. These bitches, they want me to wife them, but I just want them good bitches, they know me, it's all of my bangs. Yeah. She keep calling me babe, I said, that's not my name. God. Million dollars, million followers, ho, that's not the same. And God. I just washed off the chicken, baby, that's not cocaine. Yeah. So how you got 200, you can get like four things. Yeah. Guys.